Hello, I'm Stu Sensei and welcome to the Stu Sensei English Podcast, the place that helps you unlock your English ability. Let's crack on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Stu Sensei English Podcast with me, Stu Sensei. Today we are back with Tony from Tonari no Tony English. And today we're going to be talking about how the internet has affected English and other languages. Let's go. Obviously now we can communicate with anyone across the world, which is really incredible with the internet. So yeah. how do you think English has changed because of that? Well... English is always changing. Every language on the face of the planet is alive in no uncertain terms. It's alive. It's evolving. It's changing. It's devolving. Um, it's always alive. And it's influenced by everything around us, you know, media, news, movies, uh, pop culture, music. It's always being influenced and always changing. And the internet is no exception there. Um, the internet change, has changed so much to do with language, especially LOL, laugh out loud, oh my God, OMG. Those things never existed before. And it came out of you know a necessity, probably from text messaging originally, a necessity to, to shorten uh the words so you had you didn't have to type as much um and now we use them every day and I, i think lol is in the dictionary now um so those are the obvious ones uh google used to be just a, a company name now it's a verb yeah you know and interestingly i don't know if you know this but it's a verb in japanese as well guguru ah, um and if you want to say guguru yeah guguru. Uh -huh. If you want to say that you Googled something, you say, ah, oh, sorry, Googled that. So oh, it, really? Oh, it's, it's a straight full up, verb. Straight up. It's a full wow. verb. Um, so, yeah, Japanese is changing to, to accommodate this as well. Accommodate is probably the wrong word. But, um, but yeah, I, I think internet is changing language. Um, but let's be honest, that's not a new thing, you know? I mean, way back in the day, I'm... I'm from the north of England. Um, yeah, northern monkey. And um, my mum always used to say to me, uh, ta-ta for now. Yes, TTFN. And she always used to say TTFN. And I remember thinking, what's that TTFN? All right, mum. And I heard it on the radio. And it was, it's uh, way back in the day. It was a really famous uh, radio show. And they always used to say TTFN at the end of the, the broadcast. So the internet, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's changing language every single day, but it's not a new thing. You know, it's been happening since the creation of, of language. Language is always influenced and it's always evolving and always changing. Yeah, definitely so. I, I mm. always remember in terms of those abbreviations, I always remember when I was young, I got my first phone, a 5110, mm. and then a 3310. Classic. I think everyone had one of those indestructible yeah, yeah, yeah. devices. Mm. And I remember typing it and maybe sending my mum, my LOL or something, and mm. she would scold me 
because yeah. it was seen as improper because you know we were going through a period of what's proper and what's not i suppose at that point and yeah it's very different you know such a stark change in mm. such a short time so but now obviously emojis are normalized so it's completely yes. changed you know yeah and and also i think uh, the internet is is changing language but i think funnily enough it's also preserving language uh yeah, because uh like for example in the north um if you want to say something in the north of england you say out o w t and actually i messaged you the other day and i said if you need me to do out let me know yeah and um and I, I think if it weren't for the internet, um, those kind of localized dialects would probably fade away. But the internet is, a, there's so much communication. It's pure communication. And a lot of it is written. And those dialects will will live on now because of the internet. Yes, it is really, really amazing. I, I see like, I, I don't know if it's everywhere or I feel it very much within the UK. We're quite tribal. We're very, mm. um, we love where we're from. It's the best yeah. way to say it. And um, what I've noticed recently is even watching some or getting, receiving messages from people from England where they're adjusting the words to their pronunciation style. Right. So I saw some write all right, but it's O-R-A-Y-T. Oh, uh, a, all right. Jesus God. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. So, uh, he's from Yorkshire. So right. that's kind of an interesting thing for me, though, you know. I think yeah. that that's, uh, uh, that's quite cool. And yeah. we're really trying to preserve things because obviously many languages disappeared over time. Cornish is a good example in the UK. Mm-hmm. Welsh nearly did until yeah. they revamped it. So we yeah. revamped the teaching of it. So it's it's great. I think that's a good thing, you know. We've mm. got all this information now, and we can really go deep and compare the sounds or the words used into much more than just British and American, for example. So, absolutely, I think, yeah, humans are tribal, you know, animals, mammals, um, and we always have been. And uh, yeah, we take great pride in our dialects, where we're from. I think the best example of that is America, where um somebody's on a, a chat show and you know they'll say where are you from and Pennsylvania and every, you know a small group in the audience goes yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's a perfect example like okay and the guy who's being interviewed goes yeah Pennsylvania yeah um that's a wonderful example of that but it happens everywhere it happens you know in England it happens everywhere France it happens in Japan you know okay. I know the cat so can cancel canto canto mm. um comparisons anyway yeah kansai kansai sorry yeah that's mm. right. kansai mm-hmm. and canto comparisons are quite common yeah so yeah very very common and it's it's diff- it's very different over here i live in uh, ishikawa in kanazawa and they have especially the older people they have very interesting ways of talking the men I don't really understand because uh, they just it's all guttural and, and the dialect is just bizarre 
the women I can kind of understand because they speak a little bit more properly, but it's a strong dialect over here. It's quite different. Mm. Um, so obviously, um, the the language that we are using now, we've got so many varieties, it feels like. And even within written language, I feel there's a difference between what I might write to you on a message and what I might write for an essay. Mm. Um, so how do you think that that could affect students? It would affect them a lot, I feel. Um, and I've had it in my lessons as well. You know, the, the classic is, I'm going to, I'm gonna. And, uh, you know, if you're messaging somebody, then very often we say gonna, G-O-N-N-A. Um, but then in, you know, obviously if you're writing an essay, <laughs> you're not gonna get a good mark if you say I'm gonna. Um, so it, it's, it comes down to a different, I guess another branch of English, you know, you've got the, the formal essay writing and you've got the informal uh, message writing. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a different branch of English. And going back to what we said about the internet, um, one thing about people, well, not even just the internet, but you know, phones in general is autocorrect. Um, yeah. And I think there was a survey done recently and it said that I think it was 20% of people, 20% um, of kids said that they would have uh, problems writing an essay because of the spelling. I mean, they just don't know how to spell anymore because the computer does it for them. Mm -hmm. And again, it's, it's the same in Japanese, you know, with the Chinese characters, the kanji. Um, People are losing the ability to write these kanji because the phone does it for them. Do you so, think that this is a bad thing or do you think this is just progression? It's just progression. It's, um, uh, I mean, humans, we're, we're developing to, to humans, not only humans, I, I think any life form develops towards the path of least resistance. And, um, if we're being completely honest, language and the way that we communicate, it's pretty archaic. You know, we use these muscles, we move it around in a certain way and we make these noises and our tongue goes, tongue goes up and down. And, and then you understand those different mixes of noises and then you make more noises at me. Um, that is you know up until now the path of least resistance and it, it's worked up until now but if we're talking about the future and how we're going to communicate in the future yeah neural networks and you know that's a that's a different podcast i feel but um the path of least resistance is how we communicate and um you know another example is making laugh out loud making it lol it's it's easier to do that yeah, so um so yeah it's just progression hmm. i i always think of curse i always not always but i occasionally have a think about like cursive and how much time and effort we were taught in school great how example, much pressure yeah. there was on mm. how important it was and it made you better at using language if you were good at cursive and and yeah. It's almost, I feel, in the future will just be an art form. You know? Yeah, I think it, it, it kind of already is, isn't it? I mean, you know, my parents write in cursive. 
me and my brother absolutely do not and i'm i'm 44 now so um i'm getting up getting on a little bit but i think the younger generation absolutely will not be writing in cursive but interestingly in japan they're still taught cursive Ooh. my my wife has beautiful Ooh. english handwriting oh in english i see yeah it's incredible and I had a student yesterday, um, an older guy. I can't read his homework because it's in this wonderful cursive. It's beautiful. I can't read it. Again, it goes back to efficiency, doesn't it? Absolutely. Like you said, you, you've made an alteration from what your parents did. Mm. And you're just writing it maybe with more space between or a bit of a clearer image. Because, you know, mm. If we think back to the old, old books or even any fairy tale you pick up and the first letter is like this magnificent yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. picturesque, you know, image of just yeah. one character. And sometimes you're like, what's that? And you have to read the rest of the word to work out, yeah, what's, yeah. you know, and it's, yeah. it affects communication at the end of the day. Yes. Which back in the day, I think people had the flexibility to be able to do that, you know, hmm. um, these days, I mean, you look at Instagram and uh, everything is, is it has to be so quick and so easily absorbable. And if it's not, then people just instantly, they'll flick away and, and they're off. You know, back in the day, they had the flexibility. These days, it has to just be instantly absorbed. So again, progression. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. You can check out Tony on his Instagram at Tonari, that's T-O-N-A-R-I, underscore, no, N-O, underscore, Tony, underscore, English. Make sure you check him out. He's got some great, fun content, and I look forward to seeing you next time.